We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Thursday, uh, welcome in. In March 2nd, we are flying right along and free agency is right around the corner. And the combine is really, um, the media part of the combine is essentially over, but the dr- testing and drills is here. So a uh, fun time. Scott, how you doing? Welcome to the last show of the week for us. Yeah, it's um, looking forward to the weekend. Kind of kick back. We'll, we'll lead us into the combine drills and everything. And then uh, we get to absorb it all. And then we'll be back on Monday to talk about all of it. Yeah, I... Uh, I typically go in a lot on the weekends in the wintertime because it's wet and dark here. And uh, why not get a bunch done that then I can take a little bit more time to frolic amongst the woods and the meadows in the summertime. So uh, no issues with that. A really nice little perk of my job. So I'll be in the office today, but I'll, you, no doubt <laughs> in front of my computer, you know, playing the uh, the drills on one video as well. So let's say hello to some people in here. If you guys got any questions about the Broncos or the Combine or, you know, Life in general, favorite trails in Washington, you know, stuff like that. Scott's got motorcycle insight. Uh, we're here for you. So let's say, uh, Jeremy, Sean, good morning, boys. How much legitimacy do you really give these NFLPA grades? I mean, it's a poll, right? They're, they're not necessarily grades. It's a poll. So I would say it's legitimate in a fact that the players voted on this and a lot of them didn't like some of these things. There could think that made them uh, not much. Am I dipping out here? Yeah, Nick, you're freezing up a little bit. Jeremy, the way I kind of see it is almost like the players voting for, you know, each other for all-star games. Um, You know, some of it's based on reputation, Mm -hmm. some of it's based on name recognition, and some of it's legitimate. So I do put some legitimacy in it, in that it is a player's association. The the votes and the polls and stuff are on the players. Um, How big a sample size is it? I don't know. You know, you could get a you know, my, my wife had a beer dumped on her, so we gave them an F. You know, that kind of happens. Or, you know, this place has a, a better playground for children. Well, is that what we're there for? You know, maybe. So I do put some legitimacy into it. I don't – it's not the holy grail by any stretch of the imagination. And, and why don't you let us know a little bit about, you know, what are we talking about here? You know, if, if, you, if you just happen to click on and didn't read the topic, Nick, what, what grades, what NFLPA grades are we talking about here? Nick's frozen up on me just a little bit, so maybe I need to boot him here. And, you know, I'll say hello to some folks in the chat here. He was just bragging about how well his internet was working. You know what I'm going to brag about? I'm going to brag about Philip Hogginson coming in saying good morning, guys. On the, uh, the, with the super coming in blue, good morning to you as well. 
Uh, Michael Ranquillo has been showing the support all through the year, and he is doing so again with some nice stars. Uh, Philip and Michael getting us started on stars this morning. And uh, this one, Colton, I thought we were like a, a minute late or so, and uh, he was giving the countdown. I'm like, dude, we're here. What's the problem? But he was saying, you know, he's giving the countdown. So he's delay of game. I'm getting PTSD flashbacks already. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever been in, in anything other than basketball where they were counting down the play clock, you know, and you see that happen a lot, Nick, in basketball where they're they're counting down the, the, the shot clock for people. That's helpful. You don't necessarily see that on the play clock when you actually want to start running plays. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, getting real ticked off about my name. I got to figure something out here. But uh, the the grades, I would say, are legitimate because uh, they are just a pull from the individual players. So if you take the player's word for it, then yes, they're legitimate. And it's more so great about the facilities and services uh, provided to the players by the organization. So what are the categories that are provided here? Treatment of families, food service, nutrition, weight room, strength coaches, training room, training staff, locker room, and team travel. Um, so those are the areas that they are grading. And uh, yeah, I think these are legitimate. It's kind of like how you see it's not a true bell curve where you see F's and D's as well. You know, like the lowest grades are like C's and some D's is not like half F's and half A's. Uh, but no, I do think they are legitimate. And Nick, you know where that matters? Free agency. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where that, that stuff kind of matters when you're thinking, all right, this team is eight and eight and nine. This team's eight and nine. This one's offering me 2 million. This one's offering me 2 million. Um, everything else is kind of the same. All right. Well, what about these things? You know, they, these guys have a better reputation of taking care of their players' health. Um, you know, the, the family, you know, I called up my, my boy over, that we played with in college. He, he, he played there two years ago. He says, you know, your wife and kids are going to love it. You know, those kind of stuff, they, it, it does matter. It, it can make a difference. And then, you know, some of it for me is fan experience as well, Nick. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think the top four teams. So how much does this matter? I, this is, you know, really small sample size here, but I believe the top four graded teams overall, uh, ranked teams overall, all made the playoffs this year. Uh, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Vikings, and somebody else uh, also made it. So uh, it, it does matter uh, some, and it's kind of ironic. And Chad talks about it in his article. You guys can find it at Mile High Huddle. How the, where the Broncos graded the highest was the area that uh, received a lot of vitriol from the fan base. Uh, Broncos get a B-plus in weight room and an A-minus uh, in strength coaches. They also get a B-plus in team travel, but uh, those are their highest grades. I want to share a video real quick because what this boils down to, and and Sean Payton talked with it a lot about it a lot. What this boils down to is culture. You know, when we're talking about, um, you know, what it, building from the top, how everybody's bought in and that type of thing. And Sean Payton was asked about it about how do you establish the culture of winning in that type of thing. And and this is what he had to say. Um, building a culture, I, I think. Um... I think, I, all right, so beyond people, it's every detail. Every, every little thing matters um, in, in almost an obsessive way that um, because all of those details matter inside the framework of the field, and, and we obsess as coaches and teachers on, on doing the little things well, but that has to exist in every other area of your building and, you know, in your equipment room in your training room in your cafeteria, um, you know, just, and, and pretty soon then, you know, the, the building all moves in a direction kind of in concert. And that's pretty cool when that happens. So to me, that's kind of what he's talking about. 
You know, mm-hmm. these grades, it comes down to every little detail, everything. It's, it's a, you know, Nick just said, you know, the top four teams all made the playoffs. It's a winning culture. It's a winning mentality. It permeates the entire building. And there's 53 guys on, st- there's 53 guys on an active roster. There's probably 300 people working daily, you know, in and around Dove Valley. And it matters, you know, through osmosis, the winning culture and the class culture matters. So, you know, some of it, yes, it does. Yeah, it does matter. And, you know, the culture in here is pretty good. We got Philip coming in saying, good morning, guys. The $2 super chat. Good to see you, Philip. Hope you're doing well. We really appreciate you. Also, our guy, Gary Palmer coming in 499 saying good morning nick and scott we appreciate you guys the super chats coming in and saying hello also appreciate patrick coming in and saying aloha aloha to you patrick keith brugman's in the house we got michael ronquillo's in the house uh all the the familiar faces that we really appreciate rob Bucksbaum, good morning best mhh team steve kennedy know that name as well albert knoppers Greg smith man we got all the folks coming in and saying hello miguel santa steven as well so appreciate everybody miguel has a question here real quick yeah Says, I haven't watched in a while. No service. Well, sorry to hear that, Miguel. I think you must be neighbors with Nick. Uh, is running back something you would address in the draft or free agency? Um, yes, and I think it will be. Uh, George Payton talked about this this week, and I'm going to share this one as well. Uh, with some interesting news as well, he gave a health update on Javante Williams. But even if he expects him, expects some changes to be made as well. Well, we have a long ways to go. I mean, we ended up, I don't know how many backs played. I look at my depth chart, we have like nine running backs. Um, so we obviously, we, we had a lot of injuries there. Uh, Javante, we feel will be healthy. We need to add, uh, you know, we're high on some of the guys that are up, the, some of the free agents. We do have Chase Edmonds coming back, but uh, we do need to add at that position. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, I think he's on track. You know, I don't want to put a date on it, but uh, he's out there jogging. He, he's, he's working his, you know, his butt off. He's rehabbing. And, um, you know, Javante, yeah, they anticipate he, he would be ready for the start of the season. 
So, Miguel, that's some some good news. You know, I, I know we've talked about hedge your bets on Javante Williams, but George Payton's up there kind of calling a shot. That's that's pretty progressive for, you know, these uber conservative uh, general managers who are like, you know, we'll see. You know, he's working hard. Uh, we like where he's at. He's progressing, blah, blah, blah. But no, we anticipate he'll be ready for the start of the season. That's big. He also says, yes, we anticipate on, on adding to the room. Yes, we have Chase Edmonds under contract. I don't think that one's going to last for right now, Nick, unless he's already anticipating a restructure. He might be under contract, but he's not going to be playing on that $7 million cap hit that he's due this. So yes, Miguel, I expect there to be some significant changes in the uh, in the running back room, and hopefully one of them is a healthy Javante Williams. I mean, how many weeks are we until the start of week one next year? It's just there's too much time between now and then for the Broncos to rely on Javante Williams, in my opinion. You got to go in, and, and I keep saying it, exp- they say he's ahead of schedule. He's jogging right now. Okay, well, what happens if he has a setback in July and free agency and the draft have already come and gone? You just can't you can't rely on him uh, next season. So even though they're saying that he is, uh, you know, they're expecting him to be back at the beginning of next season, it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that much to me. Now, granted, I'm not in the room. I'm not getting the doctor's reports, but mm-hmm. just with how how much time there is between now and then, how often you see things step back, and then not only you know being healthy enough to be out there, but the mental side of after suffering that injury and being able to go back out there as well. I just, I think you have to be relatively aggressive in upgrading that court running back position. Now I'm not saying at all costs, but mm-hmm. I would pretend like uh, Williams isn't here or not available until the second half of the season. What can you do to bridge that gap? Well, and, and even if he is, you still probably want to be doing that anyway. You know, yes. Sean Payton utilizes the running backs extensively in his mm-hmm. offense. You need two. Top dogs, really. You need you need two of those guys. So if Javante's one of them, great. Who's the other one? Melvin Ingram and Alvin Kamara did very similar but different jobs and shared the load with over 500 touches of you know when when they were both when they were both doing well. So yeah, you're you're gonna need more than one for sure. Everybody needs more than one anyway. But like he said, we had nine last year. I think is what George Payton said. Uh, good morning, Nick and Scott. Phil McLaughlin coming in. Uh, what do you guys think about Henley from Washington State and Pickens from SC? SC to me, South Carolina, USC. I haven't watched much Henley um, from Washington State. I know that some people have him as a very highly graded uh, linebacker in this class. Could be, you know, top 50 pick. Uh, pretty much my only exposure exposure to Washington State this year was watching them versus Oregon. So uh, you're going to have to ask me again later on that one. Uh, but I do appreciate the uh, super fill, obviously. As far as Pickens, um, Scott, you should know Pickens because he was down there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he's a one technique, three technique kind of guy. Zach Pickens, I think it's Z A C C H. Yes. Um, f- from uh, South Carolina, I think early fourth round is where you're expecting him. He's kind of that uh, a Wazarike, uh range talent kind of player. So that's where I'd expect him. The Broncos could use another investment on the interior defensive line, and uh, Zach Pickens would be a solid pick there. I think at the top of the fourth round, I've debated debated him a bit. He's more of your classic run stuffing uh, guy with some good explosiveness and power at this point of attack, but not going to give you much pass rush. So if you're looking for him, that'd be great. If you're looking to replace the Draymond Jones, there's going to be other options, a different type of body. But uh, I like Zach Pickens. He's somebody. Yeah, he's almost six four, three hundred pounds, um, yeah. eighty two inch wingspan. So yeah, I, I very active. I'll uh, I'll get some video up on him soon. Middle of the rounds guy, big body. Uh, I did I did like him. Um, wasn't blown away. You know who's the no. the guy that from UConn last year? 
um, that I just love. Travis Jones. Went, Travis Jones went to the Ravens, naturally. Um, you know, I didn't see that guy this year at the Senior Bowl, but I saw some guys that I thought could contribute, and, and Zach was uh, Zach was one of them. I do I do remember him. Um, I'll get some video up on him soon. Yeah, absolutely. So getting back to the uh, grades a tad here, uh, across the board, the Broncos uh, did have some higher grades, though. B-plus weight room, A-minus strength conditioning staff, C-plus training room, uh, B training staff, and then travel B-plus. Broncos, they had 100% respondents uh, believed that the ownership group was going to make a difference for the Broncos. So the Walton Penner group, they say that things are not great right now, but with the Walton Penner's group, every single player was asked about, is this group going to improve things? And every single one said, yes, the new group is going to help the facilities, training staff, the treatment of families, everything. It's going to be improvements. And this is something we talked about. You have limitations in cap and draft capital that are imposed by the league every year. Money is no object, though, in terms of improving facilities and uh, staff around the players. So that's something that the players believe as well, which I think is a good thing. I I do, too. You know, we said, you know, no expense, uh, you know, that will be money's not an object. And the investment that you can make around your team is unlimited and it pays dividends. It's not, mm-hmm. it might not be as one-to-one as a new quarterback, but it, 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 you can touch all 53 players, all 70 players, you know, when you go with the practice squad as well. Uh, Dreamy has come in here several times that I've been watching and asked this question. Uh, this time I'm on, I want to make sure we get this one. Uh, the Tennessee Titans released several players, including Robert Woods, and Taylor Lewin last uh, last week. Would you look at any of those players, uh, you know, for the Denver Broncos? Uh, Robert Woods, yes, I absolutely would. Ultimate professional, really good player. Uh, I've known him since he was at Sarah High School in Gardenia in California, way back in the day. Uh, love this guy. Leadership, high character, good player. Uh, Luan has never played any right tackle, like as in capital N, never, and he's been injured. That's a no for me. So I would I would steer clear of him, and you know he might be done. Is he is he coming back? Um, you're looking for a right tackle. He's never played right tackle, and he's got an injury history, and he's probably going to be a little more expensive. I don't want wrong position, or at least can he transfer over? Overpriced and unhealthy. Those are those are three strikes for me, Nick. Yeah, that's a no question on that. He's. Not somebody I'm looking to invest in. Broncos need to invest in the offensive line, but he's just, he's been good, but he's been a bit uh, that he was been that great. I mean, if you guys recall, we've been talking about the Vance Joseph defenses. Uh, two years ago, it was Taylor Lewan getting absolutely beat like a drum in that Chandler Jones five-sack game, uh, week one of 2021. Robert Woods, maybe, especially if you move on from one of the wide receivers you already have in your room, but if you're bringing in a wide receiver, I would assume that you're probably looking at somebody that Peyton has familiarity with in a Cooks or potentially a Michael Thomas uh, before Woods. I like Robert Woods a lot. Uh, he is an aging wide receiver. He's a really good blocker as a wide receiver. I think he probably goes to a uh, McVay Shanahan tree uh, offense though. Like you could see him, the Vikings, he has familiarity with Kevin O'Connell. They need another wide receiver option out there. Something like that. But uh, I pull up their name. Robert Woods makes my short list of uh, some of the best two way players I ever got to scout. He played some corner and safety when he was playing in high school and just, Kids gravitated toward him. I'm I'm just a huge fan of Robert Woods, the person. And uh, you know, he had really good speed in all directions. It's like he wasn't the fastest, he was fast, really fast, but he wasn't the fastest guy I scouted, but he could run a route tree at a 90 degree angle, 45 this way, 45 this way for 90, and not lose a step. 
So he was he was a, a really good player, really good professional. And if you've got a spot open, let's say KJ Hamler moves on and you're looking for a fourth um, behind Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy, Robert Woods would slot into that spot very nicely for me, Nick. Yeah, he would. Sorry. I was texting my uh, internet buddy saying, hey, I need your help to come over here. He uh, works <laughs> for Costco um, and does uh, phone lines and internet stuff for their huge corporate office. So out here in Seattle. So hopefully we'll get something figured out here. Can't be that hard. But uh, we got Alan Forrester coming in saying morning from the UK. Love it across the pond there. I'll be in Denver at the end of this month yet uh, to get over there when Broncos actually are playing. But we'll make the most of it while there. Uh, any offseason recommendations? Go Broncos. BFB. Uh, skiing probably is way up there. Uh, if you are a skier out there visiting Denver, that's probably a way to go. Uh, Scott and I are neither in Denver. Uh, I've only ever been to Denver in early fall or summertime when I can go out to Rocky Mountain National Park or the San Juan Mountains or something like that. Uh, I know the Denver Zoo is absolutely incredible as well. If you want to head out there, they have a nice uh, natural uh, history museum, I believe, or Museum of Sciences. It's fun. Uh, but I'm sure that somebody in the chat could help you out a little bit more with recommendations for Denver in March. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, not so much me. Yeah. I, uh, Denver. Yeah. I, I'm when I went to Denver was to get up to the mountains <laughs> yeah. to go skiing. I love Denver. I love the mountains. Um, but not necessarily the great, uh, greatest, uh, for recommendations on this. Keith says question, what scouting background does Scott scout Kennedy have? Um, I was director of scouting for scout.com for about 10 years. Um, you know, I, I played sports, you know, I played a little bit of high school football, but I was a soccer player. Um, I was, I always kind of said if I was a, a first round pick, I would have been Billy Bean. I just enjoyed the process, the, the math and the numbers and the stats behind it. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply while I was out covering recruiting and, and worked my way up through director of scouting, I ran combines and uh, national events. I did my best to glom onto people and learn as much as I could. I, I felt like I had a, an instinct for, okay, I like this, you know, and football is a little easier than other sports flat out. It's a bigger, faster, stronger sport. Um, you know, find the best athlete. You're usually going to find the best player. But then I would try and learn. I'm like, okay, I'd stand there and watch a quarterback with my friend and say, okay, it's awkward to me. I don't, I don't like it. Why? Explain to me why this is awkward. And he would, he'd teach me. So I'd learn. I spent 10, 15 years learning, uh, learning the craft. And uh, you learn enough to know that there is no right or wrong in predict predicting. You will be, hopefully you're right more often than you're wrong. 
but billion dollar industry, they get half their first round draft picks wrong. So there's, mm-hmm. it's, it's an imperfect science. Uh, I will try and let you know what I think and then we'll see how it plays out and I'm going to miss. And hopefully, uh, you know, I, I always say you, you might not like the answer you're going to get, but you're going to get a fast one and you're going to get an honest one. So that's yeah. me. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah, Scott, actually, it's kind of funny. I was messing with the uh, chat GTP the other day. Um, are you familiar with chat GTP? Is that the, uh, the, the AI stuff that's like taking over the world? Yes. I asked it, who is Scott Kennedy? And they gave a whole spiel about uh, your uh, background in recruiting and uh, scouting players and an expert in the field and NFL network. And it gave me like a short, you know, 200 word essay on your uh, I need that accolades. People ask me for my bio all the time. I'm like, I don't like writing about myself. <laughs> well, it's uh, it is pretty damn wild um, how it uh, accumulates that. So, yeah, I did. I did some work, uh, some NFL draft work for two years with uh, NFL network because one, I knew all the guys way before uh you know that they hit their radar so I, I had the background on these guys and two i was two minutes from their offices in culver city california and three i was free so but um with limited amount of airtime i was one of the only people that they put on that didn't have a super bowl ring so you know i, I kind of got pushed out <laughs> well we can ask chat gdp to make you one or something but uh no for sure it's, you can find scott on there we were talking about it the other day going down memory lane with uh, Taylor Mays uh, draft coming out of USC a bit, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely. They are. Uh, it's good to, good to talk about that. Yeah. The hiking in Denver. I don't know so much about the winter hiking. Um, I know out here right now in Washington, we have crazy high avalanche ri- uh, risk. So I will not be out there hitting those. Um, I bet you there's some hot springs out there in Denver. You could hit up. That would be pretty fun too, but uh, we'll leave that to the, uh, the chat. <laughs> Dom says hit up the dispensaries. <laughs> Dom, Dom, Dom. Tisk tisk. You got to be careful. Oh, Robert, I, sleep. I can do that at home. <laughs> I want to travel. I want to be awake. Uh, Robert America coming in uh, saying, I hope the Broncos start making the moves necessary to clear cap space soon. It's a growing concern as every day passes. Free agency will be active this offseason. I think outside of the Titans making those moves, have any teams really started to clear cap space? I can't think of many the Falcons, cap casualties. The Falcons move Marcus Mariota. Um, I think they had five days to the opening of free agency to do that. They went ahead and did it. So they did that like two weeks early. Um, other than that, not really. You know, everybody's you've heard some of these guys say, well, you know, Sean Payton said, we'll dive in when we get back from the combine. We've started he used the, used the diving analogy. We haven't really done a deep dive on our roster yet. We've kind of just gone snorkeling. Um, we haven't, we haven't had the scuba tanks out there, which I think was kind of funny. So, um, that will all happen soon. There's guys out there that you can just pencil, you know, Glasgow, Graham Glasgow is not going to play on that, that contract. Um, Jacob Martin likely will not play on that contract. Chase Edmonds likely will not play on that contract. And then there will be there, you know, people say, one of the questions I, I, I don't like so go ahead and start asking me all the time. Are there any surprises? Well, if, if we knew them, they wouldn't be surprises. Um, but, you know, Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowles, those are guys that are have contracts that you can maneuver around and create some space. Those would be options to watch mm-hmm. for. I'm not saying I don't, I don't expect that to happen, but in the surprise category, they would qualify. Yeah, without a doubt. Jeremy calling me out saying, let's be honest, Nick asked who Nick Kendall was first. I did ask that before I asked about Scott, but I'll be honest. The first thing I asked was, uh, where are golden trout in the Idaho sawtooths? Um, I'm considering doing a backpacking trip in the sawtooths this summer, and I'd love to catch myself a golden trout, which are mostly known for some of the high alpine lakes in the Sierra Nevada 
but I found a few in chat GTP knew how I, I don't understand how it works, but it knows things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a pretty wild service. Yeah. Collins and Nick Kendall is a chat bot created at the university of Iowa, Augustana university first, uh, then university of Iowa. And you guys maybe have heard of Augustana university, uh, before Scott, maybe some of the older football heads in here, football home to, a. Uh, Former NFL MVP Ken Anderson uh, played at the very small, school on the, yeah, very small school uh, at uh, on the river of the Mississippi on the Illinois side. So uh, he was then came, he was real old because like I barely remember him. He was he was old when I was young. So that's how how long ago that was. That was that was that was eighties. He was a pretty good quarterback yes. if I remember correctly. Um, one of the nice things guy. I wanted to oh I wanted to hit Twitch on here. I wanted to hit Savage Boy talking right tackle. Mike McClinchy, Jawan Taylor, Kayla McGarry will at least one of them be a good option. Uh, I can speak most uh, educated on Caleb McGarry, right tackle Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's a bully, which is what you need. The Falcons have about $80 million in cap space, and they love him. Um, so worst comes to worst, I think they would franchise tag him. But um, I, I, he is a perfect fit, round peg, round hole for what they do. He had his best season under in his second season, his, really his only good season, but in a second year under Arthur Smith, and they've got the money to keep him. I think he's going to be in the 15 million range. And uh, that's probably more than Denver wants to, to spend. So I don't think Caleb McGarry is going to be a, a viable option for the Denver Broncos. If he hits the market, all bets are off, right? Uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I know that recently PFF, while I pull it up, hopefully it doesn't crash my internet uh they did an article uh talking about matching free agency offensive tackles to teams and they linked the broncos to uh Juwan taylor uh fifth will be a fifth year player from the university of florida uh just going to be 25 years old this year and he had a 73.6 pass blocking grade uh over two pass sets over the past two seasons which ranks eighth among tackles uh Juwan taylor fell to the Beginning of the second round, when he came out, a lot of people thought he was a mid-first round talent, but he fell to the second because he tore his meniscus in 2017, and I guess that was flagged some in the 20, I guess it would have been the 2019 draft, 2020 draft, uh, but he's 6'5", 315 pounds, moves pretty darn well. I think he's strong enough also to the point of attack. You can do gap scheme stuff with him, and uh, 35 and a half inch arm length, if I recall correctly. It's plus 35, so he's, I mean, he's prototype built, a uh, good mover. I'd love to have Juwan Taylor in here if he passes your uh, medicals and everything like that, but I think he's going to get paid as well. And why, why would somebody like that so talented hit the market if the Jags are rebuilding and could use offensive line? The Jags drafted, they paid Cam Robinson big money uh, two off seasons ago. He's going to be back. And they drafted Walker Little uh, two years ago, and he came in for Cam Robinson and looked really good uh, this last season. And if you guys, Scott maybe recalls this as well because he's more on the recruiting side, but Walker Little was a super highly rated recruit that ended up going to Stanford and then got injured and missed some time at Stanford. But uh, he was a considered a super like recruit level player and looks like he's actually starting to hit some of that ability. So they could let Juwan Taylor walk in. If he hits the market, I'd be happy to have him. Mike McGlinchey has injury concerns as well. I think he's probably going to get paid big time, uh, but uh, we'll see. And hopefully my long rant there didn't get uh, broken up by the internet there, Scott. No, nice and smooth. That was one of the reasons I was grinning. The other one I was grinning here. I uh, appreciate the question, Savage Boy. It was good, yeah, good work, Nick, on that one. Keith coming in says, Dalton Reisner put out a, an eight-minute video of highlights from last year. I was surprised at the higher level of production than I expected as Reisner come back. Uh, Reisner played 1,000 snaps last year. Um, if I had two plays a game for 
30, you know, I get it for 17 games. I don't I don't even play all 17. And I came up with 35, 10 seconds of play. That's six minutes of two good plays a game. They say tape doesn't lie. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Tape lies. Uh, the, the tape doesn't lie thing is not true. It lies. Um, you, you need to see the bad lights too. You need to see the other. If, if that's 40 plays, what about the other 950? The other 950 told me that Dalton Reisner was a liability on the offensive line last year. Um, I, I got into the chat a little bit last night, Nick, talking about, you know, what would you, what would I offer? I, I'd probably offer Dalton about two and a half million is, is you know, and, and that was that got chuckles, you know, from 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 Luke. Um, I was like, I'm serious. That that actually puts you at 34th in the NFL at the guard spot. That is mid tier starter money is two and a half million. He didn't play mid-tier starter level. He played bottom 20% starter level. Um, I, I saw it by my eyes, by PFF rankings. He's in the 50s. So two and a half million is what I would offer him. He probably won't take it. He might have a good enough reputation that someone else will offer him a lot more. But I would offer him mid-level starter money with the chance to compete for us to keep his spot. And if he doesn't like it, Thanks and, and and good luck. And um, we welcome you back because you're an awesome part of the community. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out uh, for him. I think he's going to get an okay contract just because the teams are always looking for the offensive line. And uh, he's been serviceable and available, which is a big part of it as well. Uh, for him, hasn't mitch, missed much of any time. Uh, so that's, you know, that is a plus for a lot of teams looking to spend their money. Um, are you going to actually be able to see the field? Uh Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the market shakes out for him. There are some guard options for the Broncos and some center options as well. I saw a question earlier asking about uh, who could the Broncos consider at uh, center. And uh, right now I'm looking at the list. Hopefully some more players uh, become available at the center position uh, for the Broncos. But right now there's a list, I would say, of about three people um, that you want to keep your eyes on. Uh, Garrett Bradbury coming out of the University of uh, or North Carolina State University, played for the Vikings, former first round pick. A little bit small, can get sometimes bullied at the point of attack, but an incredible athlete for the center position. If you're looking to run outside zone with those reach blocks from the center, he's probably one of the better options in the league, top five in that regard in, uh, in the league. Then you have a couple other guys. Uh, Bradley Bozeman going to be 20, is 28 years old. Spot Rack has him as a $12 million per year uh, valuation. We'll see if that comes to play, but I was impressed with Bozeman this last year at Alabama or at uh, Carolina. Uh, comes out of Alabama, former six-round pick. Not a good athlete, but very smart and just just gets the job done uh, out there. The other center to keep an eye on is uh, Ethan Pokasik. Uh, came out of LSU, guard, center, combination, second-round pick. Started his career, uh, played center for Russell Wilson at, at, in Seattle, and then played for the Browns this last year. He looks really good for the Browns. My biggest concern with him is that the Browns probably have the best duo of guards in the entire NFL in uh, Joel Batinho and Wyatt Teller. So the job for the centers is probably decently easy, uh, all things considered. But uh, those are the three names right now that I have my eye on. I know Jason Kelsey and Rodney Hudson are also available, but given their age, 
Uh, I'm not sure. I think Jason Kelsey would rather like retire than leave the Eagles at this point, probably. And Hudson's missed more games than he's played the last three years. So one of the interesting things that SpotRack has put together is a value proposition as well. They take the money, the percentage of snaps, and where they think they are ranking. And for free agent centers, the number one value center available is Ethan Posich. Um, And he was making 1.2 last year. Um, Jason Kelsey was the next one. Jake Brendel for uh, San Francisco. Garrett Bradbury, Minnesota, and Sam Mustafer were top 10 centers scheduled to be free agents that that all made those were the highest value level on spot rack that's a that's a nice uh nice tool i had they i pitched basically spot rack to uh several different companies i worked for in like the mid 2000s and spot rack has, has built it now i'm i'm a little jealous <laughs> yeah and uh news on the center as well for the broncos somebody that uh, they maybe would have considered in uh, Austin Blythe, who played some garden center uh, for the Rams and started a lot of games out there for the Rams. The last few seasons uh, was going to be a free agent has retired. Um, so he's somebody that, you know, you could have second wave free agency, missed the big contract guys. Well, you know what you're getting there from him. He's been a smart player uh, in the league for a number of years now, a solid player. Uh, he is retiring from the league. So that's a little bit of a uh, bummer uh, for the Broncos uh, just because the market gets a little bit less, uh, less options, but uh, a name that would have been an option. No more. Austin Blythe, University of Iowa. Denver Luke comes and asks the question, should the Broncos consider getting Marcus Mariota as our backup? Uh, I would consider it. I would absolutely consider it. There's going to be some talk about, um, you know, oh, didn't this guy quit on his team? Uh, didn't he quit last year? Well, depending on the narrative, yes. Uh, what actually happened was when he was he was basically, and you can fault him for this, he was hiding a knee injury because he was on the cusp of losing his starting job. And when he lost his starting job, he says, okay, I'm going to go see my wife and my newborn baby, and then I'm going to have knee surgery. And, and Arthur Smith was like, wait, what? Knee surgery? We, we didn't know anything about a knee injury. How come you didn't let us know about this before? So he had season, he, as soon as he was benched, he took off to go see his newborn child and had season-ending knee injury. Now, the one thing that bothers me, Nick, and I said this at the time, he didn't come back. He, he didn't come back to the team. The next time he was in the building was to clean out his locker at like clean out the locker day at the end of the season. That bothered me a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. As I said at the time, he's always been a very good professional. He was making 12 to 14 um, as with, with decent starter money for the Falcons. He'd be a five to six. I think you could probably get him at, and I think he would be a solid Back up QB two for five six million dollars. Yeah. Um, the the other one that we're talking about here is you know Jeremy says I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett has played his way into starters money. I think probably. he probably he's probably going to end up getting about three x what Marcus Mariota would get if Marcus Mariota gets five. I think Jaco- Jacoby Brissett could get fifteen and come in to try and be somebody's starter next year. The quarterback market is so weird though because like there's a it's a rich versus poor kind of thing. I mean, they're not really poor, but there's not really a mid-tier quarterback market. Uh, right. So I will be interested to see how that uh, plays out for him. I think the ability to start, though, and make more money later on is going to be big for him. It seems like the team that he's been connected with the most is the Arizona Cardinals, uh, given he has some familiarity there with their new, uh, I believe, offensive coordinator that was brought in uh, from the time with the Colts, or maybe there's somebody uh, that he has connection with there in the Arizona Cardinals. But we'll see. Uh, Jacoby Brissett was 
really good <laughs> this last season uh, for the uh, Cleveland Browns when they were waiting for Deshaun Watson's suspension to run out. And uh, he's probably going to get a decent market, but there's going to be people available. Uh, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, obviously not great names, uh, but I think Sam Darnold has some connection to Davis Webb, if I'm not mistaken. I think they've crossed paths uh, in their NFL careers. So that's one that uh, you could see happen uh, there for the Broncos and the Broncos. We've heard Mike Kliss talk about it. We've talked about it a lot on here. They're going to make some sort of expenditure at the backup quarterback spot to protect themselves in case things get off the rails with Russell Wilson this season to protect themselves. And it's the right move. It's callous. It's cold. Uh, but it's, that's the business, right? Stunk last year. You got to protect yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's callous and cold, but he's going to get $150 million out of it one way or another. So it ain't that callous and cold. Yeah. I, true. I, I feel, I feel okay for him. Uh, that's um, true. I just want people coming at us. You know, it's like, oh, you guys hate him. Like, no, it's just the reality. He was bad last year, and they're going to put themselves in a position to protect themselves as they yeah. should. Yeah. We, we've said it. We've said it a zillion times. If you're watching for the first time, you, this will be the first time you've heard it. But the the, the big con, the, a lot of big contracts for the Denver Broncos are maneuverable after the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. So, as the coaching search was going on. You know, why would you come when you're stuck with these contracts? You know, blah, blah, blah. It's because this is a 10-year deal, and you could start over in 2024 with Sean Payton rebuilding your team. That's that's an interesting project if you are a, a talented, egotistical coach like Sean Payton is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, we had an interesting question, and I think we do have to talk about it at least a little bit uh, from, oh, where was it? Somebody asked us about Jalen Carter. Uh, for the, the Broncos, potentially him falling. I don't think Jalen Carter is going to fall that much uh, where it's going to be a conversation for the Broncos, but we'll see how this process plays out. Obviously, implications that he had a rest warrant out yesterday uh, involved in that uh, street drag racing incident that uh, had a staffer and a teammate at Georgia uh, pass away from it. I mean, just absolute mm-hmm. tragedy. He lied, apparently lied to the cops about it. More information is going to come out. I'm not an expert on the topic, so you guys can go out there and find your reputable news sources and get all the details there. But Jalen Carter is not going to fall in my opinion that far with this. Uh, he says no, he's going to he, be exonerated. Here's what happened. Nick, they got, they, those were misdemeanor charges. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll pay a fine. It was racing and reckless driving. Um, considering that you could have gotten hit with a manslaughter charge on something like that is he, he, he got charged very lightly. That's not going to affect his draft stock. It's just, it's just not. Um, unless you start doing a deep dive and Todd McShay was right the whole time. And this guy's been in bars starting fights, you know, and, and doing all this stuff and has a, has a problem. But when, when Todd McShay came out and said, he's got character concerns, none of that came out. Um, and, and I, I, I went to a big sec school. Mm-hmm. Nick went to a, a big football school. You knew the guys on the football team that were out causing problems. If you, you know, if you're out, it gets around. And, you know, none of that happened with Jalen Carter. If this was a one-off, then he'll be, he'll be fine. Uh, we can't say the same thing for the, his passengers. So definitely a tragedy. Um, you know, it was a, a Jeep track Hawk. If you know anything about a Jeep track Hawk and anything racing a Ford expedition, well, there's about a 450 horsepower difference between those two. And the Jeep track Hawk is a 700 horsepower lowered suv uh jeep cherokee and bad things happened yeah yeah uh, more details will come out but uh, alabama chagrin with the question here on that 
I think it could impact his draft stock in a sense where like maybe he's not the no doubt uh, number one player on team's board. And instead of going, you know, top three, he goes top 10. Uh, I still think he goes, you know, the the Colts make a trade. If, If I was predicting now, the Colts make a trade with the Bears. The Bears at four would still probably take him at four. I agree with you on this. I do think that it opens up the possibility more for the Bears to listen to trade offers where they fall out of the range of Will Anderson and Jalen Carter for a bigger draft haul. So I think it opens the door for the Raiders, for the Panthers, for teams like that, where the bears would be like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. Jalen Carter, we'd like him, but this is a concern. Maybe we'd rather have the extra first round picks, the extra second this year and move back to seven or nine uh, versus having to stay in the top four. No, but we're Uh, we're talking, does he fall out of the, how far does he fall in the top 10, not third round? No, you know, if he, if he falls to the third round, he's not getting drafted. Yeah. That, that means he's, he's out something, something else has happened and he's Henry rugs and he's, he's out or uh, uh, the, who's in is Deanna Henry is in coming. says coming in hot pink fuchsia says, good morning, Scott, and Nick, Jacoby Brissett looks good to me. I think invest the money in him uh, for starter for future needs. You guys rock. Uh, thank you. Deanna, you rock. Appreciate you coming in uh, and supporting the show the way you do. I just think, for me, he's going to get a better deal to come in and be a starter. So, you know, it, it takes two to tango, and Jacoby Brissett will say, I, I can get more money, and I'm, I've got an easier path to the number one somewhere else. So I, I just have a hard time picturing that he would accept a deal from the Denver Broncos with a bona fide number one when he still envisions himself as being a starter because of the way he played last year. And I think he's earned that shot, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He played great last season. Also, he is absolutely beloved uh, wherever he's gone in his locker room. I mean, you could talk about the absolute toxic, weird situation in uh, Cleveland last season, and he really rallied that team and was a huge leader for them. Uh, so he's, again, he'd be great on this team. I think he's going to get a better opportunity than coming in and being the no doubt backup that might get a shot if Russell Wilson struggles. That's the situation. That's the pitch here in Denver. And I think he can probably have a better opportunity platform than that next this off season. That's the level Marcus Mariota has played himself into. Yep. You know, so Brissett has played himself into, Hey, we could, we could probably get this guy as a starter. Baker Mayfield could be into that. Okay. He isn't cutting it as a starter. Maybe we get him as a backup. He, He could be in that in that range right now too. Jacoby Brissett, I think is going to get, get a shot to be a number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Pre- appreciate the comment. Yeah. Big time, Deanna. That's a big super chat coming in $50 closing out the week. Really strong. I didn't see Ethan in here, so you might actually be our closer today, but uh, we'll see if anybody else comes in with the big stars and support. Uh, final thing I want to talk about here, but circling back around to the Broncos um, grades here, getting a really low grade in uh, the food department, uh, the nutrition and uh, I saw Mike Cliss tweet out this morning that he was pretty damn surprised about that. Uh, Cliss says the Broncos getting a D, big surprise. Heard players rave about the cafeteria food, especially those coming from the team, uh, especially those who come from other teams. Uh, Broncos flying lobsters from Maine, ahi from Hawaii, three squares a day, friendly cooks, surprised. And uh, that's yeah, too I, fancy. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't want lobster. I don't want my, I don't want my food looking at me. Where, where, give me a hamburger and some spaghetti, man. <laughs> and reading the article from NFLPA, I think it has more to the Broncos have options, but they don't have individualized uh, nutrition plans. Uh, that was mentioned in the article. Also, apparently the Broncos were one of only two teams that didn't offer their players 
regiment specified vitamins uh, for their players nutrition. Uh, so maybe it has to do with that. Maybe the players felt like it wasn't being crafted, cultivated enough to the individual where they have, you know, good options as far as, you know, the regular dining and whatnot, but not the best as far as fuel for performance. It was peanut butter and cereal yesterday. Those were the two meals yesterday for me. It wasn't uh, wasn't a banner day in the old Kennedy household uh, for this guy. Um, no, I would absolutely attack uh, a lasagna bar type of thing. The pasta. I'd, I'd go after the big pastas and cheeses for sure. Mm, God, love cheeses. Talking about Chad GTP, the other thing I was asking about it the other day was the best way to cook backcountry trout when you don't have fire and you can't carry much oil. And so it's got me thinking maybe I need to figure out how to poach uh, some trout in the backcountry with some boiling water in a, in a stove, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. I'm uh, getting excited. Only what? 111 days until summertime. Uh, who, who's counting though? Um, but Scott, any other thoughts? I mean, we're at 45 minutes. It's the slower time. A little bit of that. We're going to have the defensive line uh, take off today. I believe um, it's just some rumors here. Apparently from interviews, uh, Tyree Wilson and Michael Mayer have been incredible uh, so far and come back with incredible reports from their interviews. So two guys that maybe you see go higher. Is this crazy to say that maybe Tyree Wilson is uh, somebody who could be the first pick overall? We saw Daniel Jeremiah mention him being drafted over Will Anderson uh, in his recent mock draft. Now you have these reports and the Jalen Carter things. I mean, are we sleeping on Wilson there? I think three is the highest for him, um, you know, talking about where Daniel Jeremiah is and having him go against the, the big shock for me still would be Wilson going over Anderson. And, and how big a shock will that end up being? We may find out this week. I, I really want to watch Lucas Van Ness. He could end up being the talk of the he could Trevon Walker himself this week. You know, people talked about the Trevon Walker production. How come he didn't do more in college? Well, he wasn't asked to do more. And there's there's a little bit of reasoning behind that for Lucas Van Ness too. But he could go out there and put on a combine show that says, this guy's got to go top 10. Um, so so we will we'll see on that. I um I'm interested in Tyree Wilson again. Had him stretch out yesterday. He's got like an 86-inch wingspan or something ridiculous. Um, but you know, Jalen Carter, the the Colts at number four need someone else to take his spot because if Jalen Carter is not in the top five, that number four pick becomes less valuable because it was, you know, if you want to move up to number one, you're thinking, okay, the bears can move to four and still get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson before the big drop off. So mm -hmm. you need an elite prospect to step into that spot. If Jalen Carter is then off the board. So it, we will see, we will see. Colin boiled fish. No. Yeah. That doesn't sound great. I'm looking to, to, to poach them. Um, uh, they mentioned dropping rocks in your boiling water so that we can cook. It steams it, I guess is what essentially it happens there. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, trying to figure it out. I'm also going to have to freeze dry, um, some vegetables out there on the trail as well, but carrying enough food for a seven day backpacking trip. Woods, that's a, um, but it'll be good. And Scott looks like my internet's dipping a little bit. Any final thoughts before we start to wrap on up here? A little bit shorter show today, um, but it's the combine, and uh, we're going to get a lot of fun stuff this weekend. Nope, hoping uh, hoping we'd be able to find all of the results in one spot quickly. That's that's my ask. I don't want to have to go to every single page and find out who's doing what and start compiling them one at a time. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be able to find something for you. Yes, there's always somebody out there that uh, produces pretty good stuff. Um, and also, uh, shout out to... Ken Lee Platt uh, out there on Twitter. He is math bomb. Uh, if you're looking for him, he does a great job of compiling all of the 
combine data and he puts it into a score that uh, I think is really important here. So a guy who is, you know, six foot five, 320 pounds that runs a four, six forty is much more impressive than a guy who is, you know, six foot two, 275 pounds that runs a four, five forty. Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't need the score. The, the student sports try to do that with a spark score and it was a big marketing ploy. Yeah. I remember spark. then selling their spark equipment and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, dude, just look at the height, look at the weight and then just sort categories. I'm good. Guys running a three, eight short shuttle. I know he can return punts and play cornerback, but anyway, yeah, the RAS is kind of interesting. I do. I do like those stuff, but we got some people trying to close us out here. And I want to say thank you to all of them as they come in. Phil McLaughlin, um, coming in with some stars. Did you guys heard anything about a new practice uh, facility? Um, to me, that's that's long term, Nick. I know that w- they've talked about closing on some some land around the airport and that type of thing. Um, so I don't know, Nick. How about you? It's going to happen uh, here pretty soon. Uh, I think the Broncos will bring in. Uh, they'll buy some land. They'll figure it out, and they'll get something going here. But uh, that's. That's down the road. They might even build a, uh, you know, a Broncos village, Bronco land, as Cliss likes to joke about. Uh, but uh, it's it's coming. There's going to be some the, huge in the next decade. They're going to be huge changes. The Atlanta Braves have done that very well. They tried it, you know, 30 years ago downtown, and it didn't work. Um, but now they've built the battery just north of the city, and it's booming. Um, it's you know, even when the Braves aren't in town. So, but it also helps when you got 81 home games instead of. Eight, so uh, you Bronco Land type of thing could work if it's done correctly. Um, and and then Deanna Henry coming in says, "I think the renovations are looking uh, at the food update and improving it. Everything, everything the the strength conditioning facilities, the rehab facilities, nutrition, food, fan experience. The the richest owners in football want to make this." the premier franchise in the NFL and, and to do that, they need buy-in from the players and they need buy-in from the fans. They want you to think this is everything I could ever hope for from my team. Thank you. I love it. And that's what we say to you every day, Deanna is thank you. We love it. Um, Appreciate you coming in here. Yeah, we really do appreciate that. We also got, I think Michael came in big Scott, uh, Came in, said, great show today, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Michael did come in. I was looking at, because Phil came in in the wrong chat today, so I'm having to bounce back and forth. So I didn't see the big kaboom from Michael because I was on the wrong tab. And Michael came in with 10,000 stars. 10,000 stars today. And Michael says, great show today. Um, Hair's blown back. My forehead's nice and shiny. I'd take my hat off if I had one to you, Michael um we love you dude thank you so much and he's he's not quite closing us out saying great show today because quentin has also come in late well we tell you we to leave and all of a sudden it starts rolling in here guys thank you all so much um because quentin's coming in also saying good morning everyone and i think this would be a um a good time to say aloha because aloha can mean hello and goodbye uh deanna quentin michael phil uh, Gary came in. Um, was it Rob that came in early? Uh, got us started. It was Philip Hogginson that came in early as well. Uh, love y'all. Uh, I hope everybody has a terrific weekend. This is our last show of the week and you just, you make us feel good. Thank you yeah. very much.
Yeah, with these super chats, I'm going to have to buy my friend a beer to come out and uh, drill me a direct line uh, Ethernet cable or something in the ceiling here. But we appreciate you guys uh, coming in. Have a great weekend. Uh, Stay warm and dry. It's going to be colder than heck out here in the Pacific Northwest. And enjoy the combine for what it is. Uh, Scott and I have a lot of information to go over this week, some performances. don't get too sucked into the 40 yard dash. Look for those 10 yard splits. Look for the jumps, uh, the f- vertical and the horizontal uh, are show explosiveness. And also you have the, uh, one of my favorite things they've Im- implemented over the last few seasons uh, is the, the, the hoop drill uh, for the edge rushers showing that flexibility and that bend, how they can, you know, go around that arc. That's a great drill to watch. If you're yeah, looking for they're running rushers. parallel to the ground is awfully impressive and you can yeah. see how they can get around the mm-hmm. edge. Um, yeah, the, the 40 is fun and everybody kind of understands what that means, but you find your athletes with, with the other, the other things you can train up a 40, you can take a four, eight kid and make them a four or five kid just through, uh, the, the technique and, mm-hmm. and everything. He's not really any faster in, um, in racing in the quarter mile times, they call it a trap speed. Say, okay, you ran a, you, you ran a 10, five quarter mile. But what was your trap speed? Your trap speed was 125 miles an hour versus 120 miles an hour. So you're actually faster at a quarter mile. Sometimes the 40 is about your first step in technique. It is hard to fake the shuttle and the L cone and the jumping. Um, It's hard to technique those. There is technique involved, but you've got to have that God-given ability in order to, to do those. So keep an eye on those. Love the vertical, love the L cone, love the shuttles. I have heard uh, teams and connections in the league complain about how the coaching and the technique has gotten so good in the three cone that it's not like over the past five years, we have the twitchiest agile athletes of all time. It's that they figured out the best way possible to train those and that um, you can't really train those as much for the vertical and the uh, long jump. Uh, But the three cone itself is like, if you're comparing it to historical data, not great anymore. Yeah, it's it is for historical, but the thing is, you I, I always compare within a given event because mm-hmm. those are the only things that change. Like if I'm running outside, I could have wind, you know, mm-hmm. I could have different surface. So I always do it within, uh, you know, as as Keith says, the forty yard dash number is something that most people understand. Those other drills don't have context. You, you compare them, you know, compare them to each other. Um, it's hard to say, okay, well, Daryl Green ran this, um, one of the fastest players, Beth athletes that ever played in the NFL, but you know, it was 30 years ago. Um, and one, one more tidbit, um, speaking of one of the guys that has earned a great living, my friend Chip Smith trains, he's trained several thousand NFL combine invitees. Jalen Virgil was in the chat earlier today. I saw his name come up. He's actually here 20 minutes from my house working over in Norcross with, uh, with Chip Smith and he was on Instagram today. So he's Jalen Virgil, wide receiver, speedy guy, <laughs> working out with uh working out here in in Atlanta right now. Wow, that would that's awesome. Say hello. I know that uh, I don't remember who it was in the chat that thought Jalen Virgil was the uh the second coming. Um but uh yeah, that's uh fun. Hopefully he'll step up this year. We could definitely use some young talent at the wide receiver position. But guys, that's going to have to do it for us. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you guys are following us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook communities at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says here underneath, please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. Click that bell so that way you know when we go live. Scott and I are pretty good, you know, within like five minutes or so 
of uh, getting on here. But, uh, you know, sometimes things things happen. Traffic, uh, internet, blah, blah, blah. So click that bell so that way you know when we go live. We appreciate you guys. You have a great weekend. Enjoy all the Combine uh, events. And, uh, yeah, nothing else really to say. Scott, have any plans? Anything fun? Um, little baseball, little combine okay. stuff. I want to try it and I'm going to clean up my yard a little bit too. Uh, I want to try this one because, because Quentin came in with a super, I've read this a couple times and maybe I'm just skimming. I'll, if I read it out loud, maybe I'll understand what he's asking. How y'all think about the first round pick tackle from the Eagles. He hasn't played train him up. Maybe I'm not sure what he's asking here, Nick. He's asking about the first round pick that the Eagles took a few years ago, um, from Washington state. Uh, the left tackle. I can't remember his name right now. He's got beat out by Jordan Maialata. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to trade like a sixth round pick for him or something, or a fifth round pick, if you're interested, that's fine. My ish- issue with him is that he's extremely passive. Um, it's always been an issue with him. He has issues with his uh, grip strength and displacing people. And if you want to become a, oh yeah, Andre Dillard is the name. Thank you, uh, Aki Dragon. I knew it would come to me. Um, you guys got it. Uh, but Andre Dillard, yeah. If you Rockins want to give a really low pick um, to add to the room, that'd be okay. You're not going to get a long, uh, long leash of contract control with him. Uh, but I think maybe only one year of control left. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you need talent and he's somebody who has the body type and fluidity to do it. And he got beat out by Jordan Mailata, who's a really good player. So it's not, that's mm-hmm. not as much Andre Dillard, not getting it worked out. That being said, how good the Eagles have been at training offensive line and they haven't been able to maximize Dillard is a, is a concern. Right. Uh, good shout on that one. Thank you, Quentin. Uh, appreciate you coming in. So that was the one. Just want to make sure I hit that last question before we get out of here. Yeah. Well, you guys have a great one, Scott. It seems like you're feeling better. So that's great. Uh, you guys have a great weekend. Uh, stay warm. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.